Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Hal Elrod. Uh, Hal Elrod has become one of the most successful self-published authors in the world and is best known for his international best-selling book, The Miracle Morning, which is now selling over 10,000 copies every single month month as a self-published book and also has an unprecedented 1100 plus five-star reviews not just total reviews five-star reviews on amazon uh, he's cracked the code to create an extraordinary income and impact as an author and how he's one of my good friends so we we go way back he used <laughs> to be a san diegan now he's living in austin he's living the austin life uh, he, I spoke at his event this past year, and gosh, two just, years in a row, man! You were at my event. You, you, you were right, on the right. two years in a row. <laughs> two years in a row, uh, amazing event. And and how's just uh, he's he's one of the good guys, and he's someone that is just you can tell he genuinely cares about helping people. And his his book, The Miracle Morning, has completely changed my life. Uh, I went from struggling coming out of being a college dropout with like my bank account was just boop, 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 all the way to zero. Uh, and, and I remember reading the miracle morning and it, and it turned things around for me and I did seven figures in business that year. Uh, and, and so I believe in the miracle morning. If you haven't read the book, you need to read it. Uh, it's an easy read. You, it's, it's not that long. I write uh, at a third grade level. <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely need to check it out. Anyone can understand it. No. Um, <laughs> So, so definitely check out the book, but I'm so pumped to have Hal on here. Uh, and so welcome, Hal. Oh, dude, like you said, we're friends, man. I, uh, I'm looking for, I, I always love talking. I've told you Chandler, you have one of the most pleasant faces. That's why you were, you were built for either TV or, you know, internet marketing, something like your face, <laughs> man. It just makes people smile. Well, I appreciate that, man. Now, obviously if people want to hear the backstory, if they want to hear us go deep and, and, and really just hear the whole history of the miracle morning, Check out the last uh, interview that we did. Um, you'll find that there. I want to skip that and get to the good stuff. But actually, yeah. before we really get to the good stuff, maybe just give them, give people like a 60-second, two-minute, like what is the Miracle Morning and how many copies is it sold, how successful has it been, things like that. Yeah, so the Miracle Morning uh, is, it's so simple. I never thought it would become this successful or change this many lives. It's, I thought, wait, how am I going to write a book about a morning ritual and how that could change your life. And all these people think they're not morning people, you know, how's that going to resonate? And it has in ways I've never imagined. And maybe we'll get into, you know, today, how some of the ways that or reasons, you know, how, how the book is written in a way that people actually implement it and therefore it changes their life and therefore they tell everyone they know about it. So that, that's kind of been the, the, the secret sauce, if you will. But um, so, yeah, we're, we're selling 10,000 copies a month. I think last month we sold like 16,000 copies. Uh, it's a self-published book. So, you know, from an author standpoint, um, you know, the, 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 the royalties are much higher than if it were traditionally published. Actually, it's a hybrid published book because we just signed with 21 foreign publishers. China last week, that was our 21st foreign publisher. But uh, it is right now the number one best-selling book in all of Korea which is kind of crazy. Um, it's like number three in the UK. Uh, it, it, it hit as number high, high as number five in all of France. So, you know, it's published and translated in all these different countries. And, and uh, so, yeah, my mission is to elevate the consciousness of humanity and literally change billions of lives with the Miracle Morning. And it wasn't that when I set out. I didn't have this big vision, but now that I've seen what it's done, uh, I'm committed to, to getting it out and, and reaching, you know, the, the, whole, uh, the whole human race. Love it. Now, how, how many copies is the Miracle Morning sold to date? Do you have any uh, idea? A little, somewhere over 200,000. I don't, I don't know the exact number. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Now, so, so let's, let's dive into, I want to dive into kind of why you feel like this book has been success, so successful and especially on the back end, like what have you done to, you, you, you talked about building things in this so that people could share the book, but what have you done in terms of just having so much momentum off the back end of the book and not just having a book, but turning it into a movement. Yeah. So the, the biggest, uh, I think the biggest 
different differentiator between a book that uh, becomes a movement and becomes this word of mouth phenomenon as the Miracle Morning has is writing a book that changes people's behavior. And now, whatever your topic is, by the way, you can embed behavior change into your content. And I'll, I'll give a couple examples of how to do that. But think about this. Most books, they don't change our behavior. All they do is shift our thinking. And it's like a short-term shift because our memory is short. You know, and we've all been there, right? We're Chandler, you know, you're reading a book and you're like, oh my God, this is the best book I've ever read. Like, oh, wow, wow. And you're like telling everyone you know for the time you're reading that book. But then after a few weeks, you're done reading it and all those profound shifts in thinking start to fade. You pick up a new book. Oh, that's the best book you've ever read. Oh my God, you're telling everybody you know, right? Well, how do you write a book that a year from now, your readers are still telling everybody they know two years from now. And the, the, the way to do it is to create permanent behavior change. Now, what does that look like? It's giving them rituals or routines or processes that is around your content. And a couple examples, uh, or really simple than anybody can do. <clears throat> Write an affirmation that's a downloadable PDF that reaffirms what your book teaches and have them read that every day. Or create a journaling process that your, your people write in every day. Great example. A movement is, the you know the book The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, I believe, right? Millions of people. That introduced a practice called morning pages, a behavior change, writing every day, this journaling process. There are, I don't know how many millions of people around the world that do morning pages every single day. If she wouldn't have taught that, that, that process, that practice, that ritual, who knows what kind of movement it would have become. Oh, a great book, right? But no, no, no. People are doing morning pages and they've been doing it for years, every day. It adds value to their life every day. So if you're a, write a book on, you know, you're a, a couple's, you know, for a husband and wife, we'll create a ritual for them to do every, every night before bed, right? They tell each other what they love about each other. Or they write it in their journal or whatever. Create ritual around your content. Um, and what else? You asked like 17 questions in the one question. <laughs> How have you done that specifically inside the Merrick Morning? So, so Miracle Morning, and that's why I'm giving examples because when I've taught that before, the first, anyone that knows Miracle Morning, their first response is always, but dude, like, your book is a ritual. Like your, your book, literally, that's all it teaches you how to, do, how to do a daily ritual. So it changes their behavior. And that's why I say, okay, well, I had to ask myself, that's a good point. So how can you do that? How can any author do that? Right. And you just ask, and by the way, the Miracle Morning is made up of six practices silence, meditation, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and journaling. You can take at least half those practices and you could just take your content, like write an affirmation around your content. Like I said, create journaling process around your content, create a visualization process around your content, uh, right? You know, you create a meditation, a guided meditation that reinforce. The other day, Chandler, my son has been going, having tantrums. He's, we just moved here and, you know, little kids don't, don't deal well with major changes like that. So he's been just throwing these tantrums. And so my wife and I woke up to do our miracle morning of the day and I went on YouTube and I was like, I wonder if they have like a guided meditation to deal with kids that have tantrums. I don't know. And I, and there, sure enough, there was a guided meditation for parents and it was so profound. And all a guided meditation is, is somebody talking in a calm voice, sharing their content, right? And that's it, you know, but he was basically just teaching us how to manage a child that has a tantrum, right? So you can teach your content in a guided meditation, have people listen to it, et cetera. So, so that's how the Miracle Morning is by definition uh, a ritual. So it, it is behavior change just by doing it. But, but again, anybody can take a, a ritual or a routine and, and cater it to their, uh, their content in their book. Got it. So you've got the behavior change, you've got the rituals, you've got these things that continue to have people share the book with friends, which has exploded to where the sales just continue to grow, right? What are some other things that you feel like you've done in the long term to make it not just a best-selling book, but this is real, you know, this is really a business uh, for you. And it's a it's a foundation, it's foundational passive income, not only for your family, uh, but, but it allows you to do a lot of other things. So what are some other things that you feel like Maybe from a marketing perspective, ha have built that back end on the yeah. Um, I, uh, I didn't feel like I've always thought, uh, man, I did a terrible job creating a back end when my book came out. Uh, meaning I, my plan was let's create an online Miracle Morning course for like, you know, 47, 97, whatever it is. And that way, when people opt in, uh, and actually, I don't want to forget, Chandler, make a note, remind me, I do need to teach you how I'm able to get roughly 80% opt-in 
for every reader that reads my book, 80% opt in, which the industry standards like eight to 12%. So I want to make sure I teach how to do that because that's a big deal. Um, and yeah, the miracle morning becomes the front of my funnel. So we have over 10,000 sales a month and over 10,000 opt-ins a month into the, into our list. And the beauty of that is they're opting in, not, uh, off a Facebook ad, which if you see a Facebook ad with a cool headline, you're like, Ooh, yeah, I want to lose 20 pounds. Click. Right. And then you opt in for the free report, but your level of trust and rapport and relationship with the person delivering that content is very limited. You just saw a Facebook ad with a good headline. If people are halfway through your book and then they're opting in for more value, right? Th those people are going to stick around a long time. And you have, you know, if you are, have do you have something you can sell them that adds more value, right? You're going to convert at a higher level. Um, so uh, where was I going with that? Uh, as far as the business goes. So yeah, I always thought like, so what happened was I set a published date, 12, 12, 12 right? I picked a date, you know, and it was a memorable date. It's like, I didn't want to adjust it. I, I got really attached to it. And I announced it publicly. The book's coming out 12, 12, 12, right? And uh, the, uh, my plan was to have this online course ready. And basically 12, 12, 12 rolled around. And I was like, shit, I don't have an online course yet. I didn't get it done. Oh, well, I, I got it. The book's coming out. So it came out and there was no online course. That might've been a blessing in disguise. Uh, and, and now it's, you know, hindsight being 2020, looking back, here's what's happened over the last, when, when the book came out, by the way, we had, um, 14,000 people on the email list, probably 8,000 of those were bad emails. It was like, an, you know, I, I built that list over like eight years and I never communicated with them. It was terrible. The, uh, uh, since then we've added a hundred thousand plus people to the, the email list from the book opt-ins and, um, but here's what's happened. I didn't have an online marketing funnel that they were automatically put into. All I had was a weekly podcast, which didn't sell anything, didn't even have sponsors. It just added value. So what's happened is all I've done with that list, my backend, which was not really existent when the book came out, is I've added value and I've added value and I've added value every week. They don't get a sales email. They don't get anything other than uh, a new podcast episode or something. And then here's the deal. My backend... Over the years, we launched our first live event, Best Year Ever Blueprint, right? We've done that two years in a row. You, you were at both of them. Um, and uh, it's a $500 event, roughly $600 event. And here's what happened. Because I had been adding value for about a year without ever selling anything, our first event, my dream was 100 people there. Like, I had never put on an event. I was scared to death that nobody would come. 100 people there. We had 220 people in the room. Um, second event, I was like, all right, I want to get to 300. You know, we ended up selling out a month in advance and ended up at like 3.30 and we couldn't fit it. We, like, we could not fit. People were like sitting, you know, whatever. So here's the point, right? If you are writing a book and you want to make money off of it and turn it into a business, uh, first and foremost, right? Create behavior change in your book so that it doesn't just change someone's thinking while they read it, but it implements permanent behavior change that adds value long after that your book is done being read by them. Uh, but beyond that, in terms of your backend, don't stress about having this killer, you know, Chandler Bolt, awesome, you know, uh, marketing, uh, you know, funnel that adds value. Like the secret, like Chandler, you're so great at, I like, I think of you all the time when I'm like flailing around trying to put web, dude, our first, our webinar, we had a thousand people registered last week and we couldn't get it to start. And I'm like, where's Chandler? He's so good at this stuff. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyway, but the point is add value, add value, add value, add value, come out with quality, right? Don't just create a product to monetize your list, add value, develop a relationship with your list, a really quality relationship. Um, and, uh, and only once you've added a lot of value, then as needed, you know, create your backend, but it doesn't have to be in place and ready when your book comes out. And that is one thing that, you know, that I learned and I, I thought I failed, but it actually turned out to be a blessing in disguise. Mm, such great lessons there. That's fantastic. Now you, you, you kind of tease this with the, with the 80% opt-in oh, yeah. rate. And that's obviously how people go from, Hey, I'm holding your book to, Hey, I'm now on your email list buying your stuff, going to your events, doing all these things. So how do you get that 80% opt-in rate? Yeah. And I didn't even know it was good. You know, like, I, I, I don't know what's what. And I was at this, this conference, this publishing conference, and I shared that from the stage and this publisher came up afterwards. She was, you know, she, they're a publisher and she's like, what? That can't be right. And I was like, no, no, I promise. I'm not, I wouldn't make something up. And she goes, we get eight to 12%. How do you get 80%? And I was like, really? So that forced me to go, oh, 
I didn't know it was that good. Why is it happening? Here's, here's what I believe. You know, I guess this is, I think this is theory, but it's, I think it's pretty close to the reasoning why is that um, I offer, I think it's five different bonuses in the Miracle Morning book. Uh, so we all, I offer, um, like when I'm talking about affirmations, I offer some sample affirmations for different categories, but maybe more importantly, and this is kind of a bonus lesson, I offer my personal affirmations to download. So, and I say, if you want to read the affirmations that got me to finally write this book after three years of it being a goal that I failed to attempt, if you, the reader, have any goals that you have on your list that fear is holding you back from, check out the affirmations that got me over my fear so I could write this book right? So pretty compelling, but let's say they're like, yeah, I don't like affirmations, right? Um, then they keep reading and then it get to, I get talk about journaling and I'm like, Hey, here's why journaling is so life-changing. Here's how to do it. If you want to download a PDF of this, a sample miracle morning journal, go to this link. By the way, it's the same URL for all the bonuses. And if they're like, yeah, I don't want to journal, right? The point is, all these different bonuses, there's a smoothie recipe, there's all this stuff. And then at the very end of the book, and we can get into this more, uh, the importance of a 30-day challenge to really make sure your, your reader implements your new behavior change that you've taught them and really holding their hand through that process so they succeed at it. Um, they get the 30-day challenge fast start kit at the end. After I've spent an entire chapter selling them on the value of doing this for 30 days, there's a document to support them. So if if by the fifth, if you have five really good bonuses in your book that add value, they're relevant. If by the fifth bonus, they haven't opted in, either your book sucks or your bonuses suck. But right. But I mean, that's that's to me like the people that aren't opting in those 20 percent, mm -hmm. you know, they're the ones that were never going to opt in no, no matter what you did. But but I think that's the reason why is there's like five different touch points for people to opt in that are different and compelling. Uh, and, 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 you know, and, and they all support what they're learning to make it easier for them to implement it. Love that. And actually just thinking back to when I read the book, uh, it was a 30 day challenge that, that got me, which I know most people say, which this is a true stat. It's like, gosh, I think it's something like 20% or less of people actually finish a book that they bought. Like it's, it's, it's insanely low. So I think the important thing that you touched on is not to not to save the opt-in for the end of the book, because if so, you're going to be missing at least 80% of the people. Yep. But those are your best opt-ins, right? Because they're your most committed people. They've read all your stuff. Uh, and, and for me, it was like, I'm going all the way to the end. I'm getting this 30-day challenge. I've printed off all these sheets. I'm like writing stuff out. I'm like, now I've got this stuff scattered around my house. Like I probably still have it somewhere in sure. my house. And it's like, anytime I see that, not only did you get my email address in the process, but like that's continuing the relationship. Uh, and that's the continuing the value add. And also it's triggering for me to share the book with other people. So it's yeah. great. Awesome. Well, let's keep moving. So now, since you did the Miracle Morning, and I actually see uh, see these behind you, you, you've got the different covers of the different books, uh, you, you've turned this into a series. So yeah. talk to us a little bit uh, about kind of the process of turning a book into a series of books. What's that been yeah, like? Yeah, um, and that, you know, uh, th that is something that it's like anything, you know, it's amazing to like look back and think about my buddy Ryan, who I used to sell Cutco with, called me. He's like, dude, have you thought about doing like Miracle Morning for salespeople? Salespeople totally need this. I was like, that's a great idea. He's like, you should do like a whole book series about, I'm like, that's a great idea. You know, like you want to do Miracle Morning for salespeople with me? And he's like, uh, sure. Um, and so, right. So that was, that's the orange one up there. Um, but uh, so it's, you know, I, I definitely can teach a lot on this, I think, because it's taken, it took, you know, it's been, we, we, we started serial, serializing, franchising the book like two years ago. And really the question was, um, how do we come out with books that, encapsulate the essence of the original so if someone hasn't read the original they get it but not making it repetitive so someone that's read the original but they're also a real estate agent or whoever you know reading the series book doesn't go dude this is just like a ripoff of the original book right because i think the original idea that you know my buddy was like dude just replace the word people with salespeople, and there you go <laughs> All right. I was like, oh, that's easy, you know? And then the more <laughs> I thought about it, I'm like, that's not going to get a lot of good reviews on Amazon. You're going to get a lot of people really upset. So the question was, I, I, I started asking, how can I make every book stand alone 
as a five-star reviewed excellent book because I hadn't seen another series that had done it. Like the, the closest thing that I was going to model because I was a fan of the original was, um, uh, what's that book called about systematizing your business? The E-Myth? Yes, thank you. There you go. I knew you'd have it. Yeah, so the E-Myth, right? He did the E-Myth for contractors for this, for that, for this. Well, if you go, if you look at them, and Michael Gerber's a genius, so I hope if he's watching, Michael, like no offense, I just, I'm just going off of what I saw on Amazon. Um, if you look at those books, it doesn't look like they're selling a lot of copies. There's not that many reviews, and the reviews are, they're not bad, but you know they're like three, four star on average reviews for their book, his books. So I bought some of those and I was like, all right, what did he do? You know, I don't like, how can I do it better? So long story short, the process that we've come up with, and when I say we, and here's a bonus lesson, which is partnering with, if you can, partnering with somebody to take on, like our series is such a monster. My business partner, Honoré Quarter, she is in charge of all of that. My job now is I meet a badass co-author, like Cameron Harold, uh, just signed on to do the Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs. And mm. we're pumped about. I love Cameron, and so that's um, awesome. So I meet, I I go to these events. I meet all these highly influential people, right? And then I Cameron signs on. I introduce him to Honoré, and six months later, I get a PDF that says, "Hey, Hal, do you like the book? Are there any changes you'd like us to make?" Right? It's ready to go to the editors. And it's, it's it. I mean, it's just this pa almost completely passive, and it's going to be huge with a hundred books eventually. I mean, we've got over hundred titles. So the 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 formula for what we figured out in the book itself is the first four chapters of the book basically are written before the, uh, the co-author comes in. I wrote them. And they are the, the, it's four chapters that sums up the entire Miracle Morning book in the original. But there's placeholders to customize it for the niche that we're going into. And the co-author, uh, we ask that they go in and that they do some, not just replace words, but actually do some tweaking and add a sentence here. Hey, if you're a salesperson, here's why you'd want to do that or how you might tweak it or whatever. So they go in, they just spend, it probably takes them a couple hours to go tweak those four chapters, ready to go. Then their job is to add six chapters of killer content around what they're an expert in. So when I wrote the real estate book, we brought in three of the world top real estate trainers in the world, right? And they they completely created all this new content. I had nothing to do with that part because I don't know anything about the real estate industry, right? Um, you know, same thing with uh, like we have the, the Miracle Morning for Writers is about to come out. Uh, S.J. Scott co-authored that with me and it's such a good book. Like, you know, but but it's so good because of him. I mean, he, he contributed those other six chapters that are just, you know, game changers. And uh, but that so that's the formula. Um, and then I don't know if you have any specific questions. We could go into more detail or we can go on to something else. How, how did you discover that formula? And that was that something that you just started with out of the gate? Has no, it evolved dude. since then? Trial and error. So the first book that came out is the real estate book. And I never would have like, this wasn't like, I, I didn't sit back and go, okay, what are the, the, mo the, the, strategically, which titles should come out in which order real estate's an obscure title, but I, it's really organic how it happened. I met this guy, top real estate trainer, started like crying, telling me how Miracle Morning changed his life. And, uh, you know, and, and he said, I'd love to do a book for the real estate industry. And I was like, great idea, right? So that was a parable. So he had written, so Michael J. Mayer is a best-selling author. His book has, you know, hundreds of like 500, 4.9 out of five-star reviews on Amazon. It's called The Seven Levels of Communication. That's a parable about a real estate agent and this girl. And then he came to me and said, what if we did a parable? Let's make it a, what do you, what if we did a parable uh, for these people that discover the miracle morning and it turns their life around? And I was like, if you want to write a parable, sure. So we did that, experimented, and I figured it wasn't scalable because it's hard, you know, writing a good parable is not easy. So I couldn't scale that where all these other authors could come in and write this killer parable. So that was, that was iteration number one. Worked out great. People seemed to love it not, not, not going to work. And then the next book is really the, the, the salesperson book is where we kind of created that, you know, we work, I spent probably 30 hours at least on that book, um, with, you know, with my co-author. Now I spend like three, you know, on each of the books because they're, the, the process is in place. But on that one, I was, I wrote those four chapters. I massaged them. I, I, I shifted all, you know what I mean? I added a lot of content to it. Um, so no, it wasn't right out the gate. It took a lot of massaging uh, to, to finally get to that place. But now that we've got this, you know, what's proven to work, people are loving all the books. Now we just, you know, we plug in the, the, you know, the network marketer, we say, all right, give us an outline. What are the six chapters? What are the six best you know, the, the most important strategies you can teach for a network marketer to succeed at a high level, right? And then we plug all that in and they write it and we edit it and all that. 
Got it. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. Now, what about the, the process for co-authors? What's kind of, how does that work from finding them to getting them to commit uh, to structuring the deal to, is there, is there a, a part in place on that, like requirements for, for marketing or for like, how's that, how does that kind of whole structure work? Yeah. So that's evolved. I'll tell you, I was, uh, I was with my, my coach um, back uh, well, he was my coach back then. In fact, you know, James Malinchek, I was uh, mm-hmm. sitting in James Malinchek's office getting uh, some coaching on him. And the series was in, we were just writing the real estate book, the first one. And, or no, no, we were writing the salesperson book, I think, or, or maybe even before the books had started, but it was like, we were about to launch it. And I had my buddy who was going to co-author one. And, uh, and I, uh, he said, Hal, are you charging the co-authors to write a book in the series? I said, no, man. Like at that point I was like, I'm just like ho- desperate, hoping somebody would write a book with the series, you know? And I, and I was like, you know, and it's just, it's just self-worth issues. I'm like, who am I to charge? He goes, Hal, you should be charging a minimum of $10,000 minimum to co-author a book in the series. You've built this brand and the grow it's growing and yada, yada. And so, you know, I'm taking notes and I write down, you know, $10,000 for a co-author to write a book in the series. And as I'm writing it in my head, I'm like, I'll never freaking say that. I don't have the balls to tell somebody they have to pay me 10 grand to write a book. It's just so funny to look back at that. And then, dude, it was like two days later that I'm having a conversation with the real estate trainer, not Michael Mayer, is actually another one of the trainers that co-authored the book. There's three of them. And uh, he starts telling me how the Miracle Morning changed his life. And he reads it to his son every night. Like he's rereads the book over and over. And he said, I'd love to co-author it with you guys. Is there, is there any kind of fee? And I was like, you know, I took a big swallow and I was like, uh, uh, yeah, it's $10,000. You know what I'm like? Uh, uh, and he's like, done. I'm like, oh, no way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. And so it's like, once you, once you get paid something, you're like, oh, I can keep charging for that. I keep charging that, you know? Um, and so now it's up to $20,000, uh, you know, in just about a year and a half, it's up to $20,000 and it may go up again, but here's the deal. So, right. You got to start somewhere. And in the beginning, I had no proof that the series was going to take off. I had nothing. Now I'm able to show a, so, so somebody like a Cameron Harold, right? Who, if you don't know who, who that is, if you're watching, right? Google Cameron Harold, but he, you know, former COO of 1-800-GOT-JUNK. He coaches some of the world's top CEOs and COOs. He's, he's a total badass. And, uh, and, you know, Cameron is in demand and, and he, you know, his speaking fee, I think it's like 25K. So, you know, it's not like you can, you got to really make, things make sense for him. So I was able to send him uh, a, a graph of the book sales for the real estate book for the first year. And the real estate book for the first year brought in like $94,000 in royalties. So, and I pay my co-authors 50% and I get 25%. So they make double what I make. And the other 25% goes to my business partner, right? So the co-author gets 50% and we might change that. I have some business advisors who are like, dude, you're paying way too much, you know, or you need to scale it, start at 30 and go to, so whatever. I, but right now the co-authors get 50% and I get half of that. And I feel really good about that. Um, Evan Pagan taught something a long time ago. I heard him say, learn to love getting the short end of the stick. And he said, and number one, you'll get a lot more sticks. In fact, he said, people will throw their sticks at you. Like, dude, take my stick because they'll see that you're the, you're, your business philosophy is you, you give more than you take. And that really resonated with my values back when I heard it. And so when I launched the series and I was trying to figure out how to do it, that's what we went with. And so far it feels good. So, you know, to pay my co-author that your $47,000 is the half that they got. So I was able to share with, uh, you know, with all my future co-authors, hey, if they go $20,000, that's a lot. And I go, really? How many, how many investments can you spend 20 grand and you're, you're going to get you know, a, a 100% return year one? And then who knows what for the next 50 years, right? That's why $20,000 is actually really low when, when we look at it that way, you know? 
So, um, so that's it. And then, and then there are stipulations. So whenever somebody wants to be a co-author to answer your question about like, are there requirements, we send them a document um, and the requirements will probably keep going up. But right now it's, you have to pay the $20,000 co-author fee. Um, you have to have a hundred, a platform of at least a hundred thousand individuals. So whether it's email list or across social media, hundred thousand people on your list, right? Because they've got to bring value to the table. Um, you know, there's any, any, any niche there, we're not attached to one person, right? If we write the miracle morning for attorneys one day, right? Well, there's probably thousands of killer attorneys. So we want the one who's going to bring not just their knowledge and their strategies, because there's a lot of that out there. Uh, it's who's going to bring the platform that's going to be able to get the book into the hands of people in the niche that we're going into that we don't have access to all these attorneys or, or whatever. So um, yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Those are some great tips and, and great feedback. And, and I agree. I'm, I'm sure the requirements and everything is going to continue to climb and climb and climb. Uh, as, you as you get continue. in there and get a Miracle Morning book under your belt before, before it's out of your price range, Bolt. <laughs> oh, man. We got to do it. Let's do it. Uh, All right. Uh, so let's see. Next question I have is let's get into, let's talk a little, a little bit on the foreign rights side of things. How did you get your first foreign rights deal? How has that altered how you make money on the back end of the book? Uh, is it something that you would recommend for other people? And what does that look like? Yeah. So I recently had this conversation with my buddy, Pat Flynn, uh, who his book, Will It Fly? If you don't have Pat Flynn's book, Will It Fly? Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, it's just, it, yeah, it's a fanta fantastic book for any entrepreneur or business owner. But uh, so Pat called me and he's like, Hal, you know, we hit the Wall Street Journalist the first week. The, the book is crushing it. And I'm getting calls right and left from publishers wanting to sign me because he self-published it, right? He's like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, you've been down this road. What do I do? So my advice to Pat, as somebody who could get a huge advance, right? I mean, he's got a huge platform. He could get a huge advance. His book's already crushing it. Uh, my advice to him was to keep the self-published book and then go after, sign with a traditional publisher only to sell the foreign rights. And that's what I did by accident, right? Like it just have my accident. What happened was I was at a dinner with a bunch of entrepreneurs. Mike Keenig said, Hal, do you have a publisher an a or an agent to get a major publisher? He said, Miracle Morning's going, it's huge. I see it everywhere. You could sign with a major publisher, get distribution, get a big advance. And I was like, that's what I want. I think that's what I need to take the impact of the miracle morning to the next level is that distribution right and so um that's what i thought i wanted uh it turned out to not be what i wanted and i'll explain what that what that's about but so he introduced me to his agent uh i had a call with her and she signed me and we went after major new york publishers now at, when i had i had meetings with 13 new york publishers you know random house simon and schuster all of them and uh like a few days before i called tucker max and I said, you know, if you don't know who Tucker is, he sold millions of books, right? And he's the owner of Book in a Box now, who I'm using for my new book. Uh, if you want to write a book and you have the money, but you don't have the time to write it, go to bookinabox.com. Highly recommend it. Um, I wish I had an affiliate code, but I don't. But uh, so, so I call Tucker and I'm like, Tucker, you've been down this road. You've published, you know, you've sold millions of books. Like what, what do I not know that I should know before I meet with these publishers? And he's like, to paraphrase what he said, he goes, dude, what are you doing? Why would you give up all of your rights and most of your royalties to get distribution into bookstores, which is a dying market, you know, vehicle to market books? He, and he's, I think he's the one that told me, you know, 72% of books are sold on Amazon.com. Why would you give up 72% of your royalties to get into 28% of the market? You know what I mean? Like, he's like, it doesn't make sense. And I went, oh man, I now don't know what to do if I get offers tomorrow. I almost was like, I want to throw these interviews and just like show up drunk and be a total moron. <laughs> I don't know what to do. But I didn't want to let my agent down. So I showed up, I, I did my pitch and we ended up getting nine offers. Um, the top few were, you know, quarter of a million dollars. They were significant advances. Uh, and we turned them all down because compared to self-publishing, it didn't make sense. And again, this happened by accident, but my um, uh, agent, she said, Hey, no big deal. I understand. Uh, what about the foreign rights? 
and I didn't even know this was an option. And she goes, I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, we can sell your foreign rights. So you'll, we'll sell the book to major publishers in foreign countries, and then they will distribute it. They'll put it in bookstores, airports, train stations. Uh, you know, you'll get it smaller advances usually, but you'll get a lot of them. And then and I was like, but wait, I get to keep my self-published book and all of my royalties and all of my rights in the United States where 98% of my book sales are? She said, yeah. I was like, that sounds like having my cake and eating it too. She's like, that's exactly what it is. So we met with, you know, and now we just signed with 20, 21 foreign publishers. And the, the advances total, I think about $150,000 amongst all the foreign publishers. Um, and then back in royalties. And then there's all sorts of like, dude, the, the, the Korean publisher reaches out and he goes, hey, we want to publish Taking Life Head On, which is my first book that I've probably made $3,000 off of in the last 10 years. And they want to give me a $10,000 advance for the Korean version. Like <laughs> that's three times what I've made in the United States in 10 years. Okay. Yeah, whatever. And then they did the same with the Miracle Morning for salespeople. So um, yeah, so here's, let, let me share the most important advice I'm giving you all right now. And it might not be, but it's up there. This is like top three things I'll say on the whole podcast. Um, if you're debating between self-publishing or traditional, or if you're self-published, uh, but you're like, I don't know if that was the best decision. Like you're going down that road, but you're like, oh, maybe I should have traditionally. Or if like someone that's, you know, your parent is like, oh, you're self-published. Nobody respects a self-published. You know, I don't know. If there's any conflict there, here's the deal. What I was in the very beginning of the Miracle Morning being written, I saw that it could, I thought it could go big. And I was going to go in between, um, I, was, I was originally going to go with a traditional publisher and I had a big 30 page book proposal. And I finally got clear, wait a minute, after I did my research, I have to do 90% of the marketing, even if I'm traditionally published and I get a fraction of the royalties. There's really almost no, and I'm not going to get put in bookstores unless I go out there and sell a zillion copies. So why don't I self-publish, go sell a zillion copies because it's on me anyway. and or create leverage so that the publishers come knocking on my door going, wow, this is great. And, and it ended up, you know, that was like a pipe dream at the time, but that's exactly what happened. And it can happen for you too. There is very, very few people, unless you have a huge platform and if you can get a million dollar advance, consider going with a traditional publisher. Anything less than that, I probably wouldn't do it. For 98% of authors out there, give or take, self-publishing first, working your ass off. And when I say working, like I sold 50 or 2000 copies the first month that Miracle Morning came out Chandler. And because I promoted the heck out of it, all my friends and family, everyone I knew bought it. And then the curve went like this and it took two, almost two years to get back to 2000 copies. And I've done over 230 interviews on podcast and over a hundred of my own episodes, right? Like, so the point is this is a long-term game. You know, I was making a few hundred dollars the first few months Miracle Morning was out, you know, not tens of thousands of dollars, right? That took a long time. And I encourage you, I listened to a book in the beginning that gave me faith over the long game, which is The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, and it's what makes ideas finally skyrocket. And right, it's this long, long, tedious process of sharing and promoting. And if you believe in your message, you got to commit to promote it until you reach your goals. And it might take you six months. It might take you six years. If you believe in your message, keep promoting it. On the foreign right side of things, uh, you, you obviously got, you, you talked about the advances in terms of a revenue perspective, like an ongoing revenue perspective, what percentage does that make up for you? Is that a significant amount or is that more of a long game for you in, term, in terms of spreading the message of the America morning? Yeah. So, so it's, it's like a, a traditional publishing deal where I'm getting, you know, eight to 12% on the books, right? Um, after the advance is, is paid out, you know, just like a traditional publishing deal. Here's the deal. It's more about the message. My mission is to, it used to be to change 1 million lives one morning at a time. And then now I'm like, whoa, 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 we're going to do that by like next year. So then it was changed millions of lives one morning at a time. And then uh, last week I met with 26 thought leaders. Uh, they came to what was called the Miracle Morning Design Summit around how are we going to impact, it was millions of lives by the end of the meeting with great minds like Yannick Silver was there. I don't know if I told you this, Peter Shankman. And 
It was, how can we change billions of lives? How can we elevate the consciousness of humanity? How can we have the miracle morning in every school and end bullying, eradicate obesity? Like, the, like how can we solve the world's biggest problems through daily personal, the miracle morning, right? And hearing these, like, not just pipe dreams, but they're like, here's how we would do it. I'm like, this is amazing. Um, where was I? Oh, so the point is, so now that I'm there, that's what I care about is the impact. And, and, and the income comes as a result, of course, right? Zig Ziglar said, I mean, no truer words have ever been spoken. You help enough people get what they want in their life and you get everything you want. And I've seen that unfold now. So it's about reaching billions of people. And here's the deal. I've had a couple of uh, self-published authors that are successful go, dude, you sold your foreign rights? No, they're giving you 8%. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I go, hey, you tell me how to get in every bookstore in Korea, every train station in the UK, every airport in London, right? Like, I don't know. I'm not going to go over there. And you know, I mean, like, dude, so leveraging their distribution in that way when it's foreign and I'm not going to go into these countries. And I mean, you know, the, the amount of effort that would go into one country, getting it in every bookstore, train station and airport, which in the UK, it's in every train station and bookstore and airport in Netherlands and Ireland. And I don't even know all the countries in the UK, right? So that's it, man. It's it's really about foreign distribution. It's also, you know, it's it's, it's extra money. That's just icing, like I said, on the cake. Um, but it really is about about the impact and being able to. And when I went out to France. We did this, you know, you saw the French media tour we did, and it was crazy. We did this book signing and having dozens and dozens of French people that speak English, but they're like, "Oh, your book." I don't do accents very well, but they're like, you know, it, it, you know, it's changed my. This one guy, he's a CEO of a company in Paris, and he's like. Miracle Morning changed my life and I taught it. All my employees do it. We like, you know, so like that's crazy to think people around the world that I, I would never see, meet, reach, et cetera. Um, they're now being impacted by the message. So yeah. Love it. Now, one of the, one of the last things I want to chat about is exactly that, that book tour. Tell us kind of how that came about, what that book tour was like and what kind of results you saw, uh, both for you, for your business and for book sales from doing that, uh, that book tour in France. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I can't, I, I don't, I don't know that there's a lot of teaching of how it came about. It came about because my French publisher said, Hey, we would like to fly you out to France and do a media tour. Uh, like we did with, um, what's the woman's name that wrote the, the, the life-changing magic of tidying up. Oh gosh, I know the book. I can't Chandler. remember her name uh, right so now. I don't know. Anyway, she wrote what it's like, you know, millions of copies sold. Chandler's going to look it up. Uh, but Maria, something like that. All right. So they said we, we did this for her last year, you know, when we published her book in France and it, it really helped drive sales in a major way. And uh, I came back. Actually, this is kind of a fun story. I'll tell this is fun. So I came back and I was like, hey, is there any way you'd fly my wife out there? Like, we've never been to Paris. I can't go to Paris without my wife. And they're like, sure. And then I got booked to speak in the Philippines like a week apart. And I was like, I'm going to be somebody told me they go, have you ever tra traveled internationally like that? I said, no. They go, dude, you're going to be a wreck going to Paris coming off the Philippines. Like, you're going to you're going to be a mess. And I was like, really? They go, dude, if I were you, I would fly. I would find a way to fly first class so you could sleep in like a lay down bed to Paris at the very least. So I go back to the publisher. I'm like, hey, any way you would fly me and my wife first class to Paris? And I looked up the flights. It was $9,000 each. It was $18,000. And they had to get it approved by all these people. And they came back and they were like, done like what so we fly out to paris and then um it was the same treatment that like leonardo dicaprio gets when he comes out with a new movie like the same me i had a five dedicated media people like putting makeup on me every day and driving me to radio station and television station and like you know i was doing photo shoots i'd like model it was so awkward um uh, they're over there but i have some paris magazines they've sent me that I i'm in but anyway so and then here's what happened though day one they had been promoting the book already. It had, it had come out like two weeks prior and they had been doing their own publicity. When I got to Paris, it was number 155 on all of amazon.fr, you know, or whatever. Um, by the end of media day one, it climbed to number 68. By the end of day two, it climbed to number 22 on all of Amazon in Paris or in France. And then by the end of day three, it was the number, it was the fifth best-selling book in all of France uh, from the media tour. So yeah, so it was, it was, it was a pretty surreal experience. That's awesome. So you, so you guys obviously saw a big drive in book sales in, in uh, the French market from that tour. 
Absolutely. And, and I will say that in America, I've tried doing television uh, and it did not net me major. It wasn't a needle mover for book sales. And, and so anybody watching, the, I, what I found the best uh, marketing for your books is podcast interviews. Number one, it's free for you. It doesn't cost you any money, right? You have to take the time. So it does cost you time, but it doesn't cost any money. But that has driven, moved the needle more than anything else. And the one thing I didn't leverage is bloggers, you know, having either guest blogging or having bloggers write about your book, review your book. I would imagine that probably net similar results. And here's why. If you're sitting at home watching television, number one, the majority of those people aren't book buyers, right? That's true. Um, number two, they may or may not be, you know, in the process of like wanting to shop right then on Amazon. But if they're listening to a podcast, those are the type of people that seek out personal development or business advice or whatever the podcast that you're on that's related to your content. That's where they are. So those are book buyers. Now, that's why my theory is with blog, you know, with bloggers, right? Same thing. If you're reading a blog and it's your content and, and, and that you like and that helps you and there's a link to a book, I mean, it can't get easier than clicking the link, right? So I'd imagine that would be good. I don't know if you have any thoughts on, you know, guest blogging or getting featured on blogs, but podcasts for me has been huge. And that's why I've done 230 plus and I still do them uh, every week. It's a great tip. And especially because podcasting, it's, it's so much easier than say writing a post, especially for, for guys like you and I, where it's like, you, you speak easier than you write. It's yeah. like, cool. I can just pop up. I, there's, there's not much prep necessary. Ask me the questions. I'll answer them. And there we go. As opposed to, uh, the, the ton of preparation and original content, which are things that you could be using for your own stuff, whether it be sure. a book or your own blog or anything like that. So that's yeah. kind of my, my two cents on it. But, uh, final question is what would be your parting tip or, or piece of advice for someone thinking about writing and, and publishing their first book? And especially who those people who might be thinking, hey, I want to make this book into a movement or into something that's really changing people's lives, like what Hal's doing. Yeah. Um, it's easier done than said, or easier said than done, right? I mean, like, you know, it's like, there, there is no surefire way. I mean, I, I didn't like where, what happened with the mirror, what's happened, the miracle morning and keep, continues to happen. You know, I, 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 part of me thought this, something big could happen of it, but, but I didn't really, it's not like I was like, yep, this is it. You know, um, I'm not like the NBA player. That's like, I knew since I was three years old that I was going to play in the NBA. Like, I, you know, I have no idea. Um, I just keep moving forward. But, um, but I think that, you know, you obviously, you, it's got to be, it's got to be, you've got to solve a problem, right? You've got to solve a problem that, that, or, or create a solution for people. So like Chandler, you're, I mean, dude, you're, you're creating a movement with self-publishing school, right? You've solved a huge problem, which is I want to write a book. I don't know where to start, right? Or people don't like, they don't even think they think, oh, you have to get a traditional publisher to, uh, you know, affirm and, and sign you. And I, I like, who am I to do that? Right. So Chandler, you're solving this huge problem. Great example. Right. And you've done that with all of your books. Um, you've got to call, solve a problem. And now if you want it to become a movement, a couple things, number one is obviously the behavior change, right? Create a ritual around your content and like morning pages that does create a movement. So, you know, I don't need to give you guys extra tips. Uh, I just want to reinforce what really matters. Uh, and that is the behavior change. And the other aspect though, and I will, I didn't mention this yet. So I'm glad I thought of it, um, is, and you, you mentioned it, but we didn't really talk about it is embed paying it forward into your book. So if you read The Miracle Morning early on, I talk about one of the causes of mediocrity. I talk about all the causes of mediocrity. And then of course the book that I wrote for them solves them, right? One of the causes I say is a lack of accountability. And I talk about how uh, when we're children, accountability is forced upon us by our by adults in our lives our parents our teachers right they make us eat our vegetables which we don't want to do that we fight it we don't know right they make us take baths they make us do our homework and if it wasn't for our parents we'd be malnutrition dirty sleep deprived uneducated kids right but we didn't know we were too immature to understand the value you know they tried to tell us right this is for your own good son and you're like screw you dad i don't want to do it right so here's the deal I, I go in depth on the value of accountability and how, hey, if you want your life to go to another level, you've, you've got to realize that accountability is the only reason that any great results have happened in your life up until this point, right? And that when you turned 18, you left the house probably and your life, you know, most people, their life's a downward spiral because they have no accountability, right? They, they defy it and they don't realize I need to embrace it and invite it back in my life. 
So I want to give you guys a little context so you understand, right? So when I do that, people go, oh, wow, I never thought of accountability that way. I, I guess I need accountability. And then I say, for example, the best place to start is right now. Get an accountability partner to help you implement the miracle morning. And then I make it easy. The last thing I'll share is I make it easy. I give them a website where they can share. I go, look, if you want to, you know, if you want to get a copy of the book for your friend, of course, as the author, I'm, you know, I thank you in advance, but you don't need to do that. Send them to miraclemorning.com. Have them enter their name and email address. They'll get, and then I give them three different learning options for three different learning modalities. I say they'll get the first three chapters of the book for free. They'll also get a 17-minute video of me giving a speech on the Miracle Morning for free. And if they go to miraclemorning.com and enter their name and email, they'll also get a 60-minute training audio so they can learn it however they want. By the end of, you know, anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour, they're going to call you back and go, wow, I need to do this with you. So now, right, so I, I mentioned that early. I also tell a story about how someone that shared something with me once on and on. So I really drive home the point of sharing what's helping you with others and the value of that and also getting an accountability partner. And then I give them, I make it easy. I tell them exactly how to get an accountability partner. And that's the last thing I'll say Chandler is you have to make it so easy for your readers to implement your content or they never will. You got to make it easy for them to finish reading your book by making every chapter at the end a make you want to keep reading, right? It's got to be fun, entertaining, like watching a movie. If all the movie did was educate you, but didn't entertain you, you would never watch it. So make your book enjoyable to read and then make your content easy to implement and set your readers up for success. They'll start doing what you taught them. They'll live differently. Their life will improve. They'll tell everyone they know, and you will create a movement from your book. Love it. Love it. Very inspiring, How This has been a fantastic interview uh, and you've just been dropping tons of knowledge like always before we leave where can people go to find out more about you your book and what you're up to um yeah miraclemorning.com is probably the best place um if you want to come to our live events uh we've got bestyeareverlive.com and uh and then there's an event tab on the miracle morning website as well but uh yeah that's the best place i've got my name halelrod.com if you want to spend all day surfing the net and looking me up you can do that but uh miraclemorning.com is probably the best that's our new site i'm pretty pumped on it and best place to go awesome hal thank you so much brother always a pleasure really enjoyed this interview awesome appreciate you buddy thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the self-publishing school podcast i know there's so many places that you can be spending your time there's other podcasts that you could be listening to youtube channels that you'd be watching uh, so thank you so much it means the world now i want you to do three things right now if you found this episode all right number one i don't know if you know this but we've got a youtube channel it's a companion channel to this podcast all the video versions of the episode are on the youtube channel so number one subscribe to the youtube channel Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, and then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right, reviews are super important in helping the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next steps so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.